As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hello there. Hello there. I'm Jake. I'm Michael. And this is the Imposter Syndrome Podcast. Yeah! I was ready this time. <laughs> yes, you were. I like it. We're continuing today. But the story so far, yeah, my hero, academia. Yes, dun 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 Copyright reasons. I know. I wish. <laughs> I wish I could play you. Say run. You like? <laughs> come on. <laughs> we want to get fucked. Yeah, I know. Like even cover versions get fucked. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> stupid. Well, we appreciate all the support on the latest episodes, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, last episode. Uh, uh, the first episode did well. Uh, last episode is uh, current episode. Excuse me, is uh, out now, and now we have this one. Yay! Yay! Uh, we left off with the Todoroki internship drama fiasco. Yeah. Well, and- before we begin, yeah. I would like to state now we're delving into manga territory. Right. Yes. We're going into black and white and still images. So if you have not caught up on manga, get out. Get out, go read it, and then come back. <laughs> or if you don't care, you know, stay stay tuned with us. Yeah, that's fine too. That's fine. We like your company. Um, so yeah, so we're getting into the nitty gritty of the climax of the story. Yes, it's like you've talked about on the last two episodes. We're witnessing now the beginnings of the end of Hero Society. Society. And this is like the clear-cut drop, the mic drop. Yeah. Um, so, Michael, why don't you take it away? All righty. So, we briefly mentioned this at the end of the last podcast, but it's fitting to start here with our boy Hawks. I agree. So we talked about last time that Hawks is an interesting hero where it's like he you he's hero, yeah, but like the stuff that he's doing where you're kinda like, oh that's a little sus. <laughs> well, let's just say that Hawks just to reiterate, Hawks is a double agent right now for hero society and for the villains and he's slowly like trying to prove himself to the villains so he doesn't get caught and also trying to give information to the heroes without getting caught yeah but you get this uh overarching sense of dread that something is coming right and there's a time limit of three months i believe 
Uh, yes. Around that time. But, um, so we start off now with you are getting more details of how exactly Hawks is operating and gaining trust. And you find out this man is delivering the body of best genius. <laughs> yes. So the number four pro hero, I believe it is, right? Well, at this point now he's number three. He's number three, but he was number four. Yeah. So the number three best uh, hero is now deceased, apparently, uh, by the hands of Hawks himself. Yes. And it's like, uh, I know you're trying to convince, but like, dude, like. I know. It's kind of crazy, huh? Yeah. Um, and they tested it too, they said. Yeah. So then uh, we kind of now go to, I guess, to start right <laughs> yes yeah, so this would be considered the war arc right so basically what hawks has found out is that shigaraki the main leader of now the paranormal liberation front which is the league of villains and meta liberation army together so the paranormal liberation front is gaining speed in terms of it's using its social media presence its resources to gain developments we know that heroes and villains and civilians alike all belong to this organization um so there's already some form of distrust right right and we realize that shigaraki himself is being uh taken care of by dr udaraki right yeah and um he has a three-month timeline to where Shigaraki will be quote-unquote complete. Yeah. So the heroes need to act before that occurs. Mm -hmm. So there's a plan that sets in motion. So, yeah, it's a basically a giant-ass raid with, like, literally everyone is here sort of thing. Like, literally every single hero is on the scene. Well, the, pe the heroes who are in the know are on the yes, scene. Yes, that are in the know. Like, um... I don't know if you remember his name. It's the it's the liberation hero. I know you're talking about who gets caught in the streets. Yeah, group, but I don't know his name. Yeah, again, he looks like Captain Quark from Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, so, so there's a random fodder hero. Um, you can continue. Yeah, and it's great because like he's out in the streets, like where is everybody? Like what's going on? And he gets immediately tackled. And it's like yeah, <laughs> if we you're know. out here, you're we know you're not part of it, sort of thing. And I mean, basically raid goes down on the villains headquarters and it is like fast and hard of this like everyone just busts in yeah on well it's it's the liberation uh so base the, so there's two there's two fronts that they attack yeah. on first of all like we mentioned they sabotage this thing or devise a plan that the heroes that are in the know that they know are clean and know about this plan and those that don't end up revealing themselves as liberation army people or paranormal liberation front yeah and therefore they get caught right right now there's two raids on two fronts there's a section of heroes that's going towards the hospital where dr udaraki works where he has his nomu labs and where shigaraki's being uh held and then there is this mansion in the woods where the rest of the army is so there's two there's two levels to it in that regard uh no not yet <laughs> uh but so uh hawks is with twice 
at this moment. Yes. So Hawks is actually within the Paranormal Liberation Front mansion, and he's, he understands the raid's taking place. Today's the day. Yeah. And he's with twice, and twice, like, he's, because I think, what was it? He's supposed to give, like, a speech or something that day or about what the plan is for oh, them. Oh, twice, yeah. And so Hawks is like, you know, let's just run down the plan, you know, just to make sure we're all things. So twice tells him the entire plan and he's like, great. And then the raid happens and it's kind of like, you see it's like twice realizes like, oh, I made the mistake again. He trusted someone that he shouldn't have. Yeah. Once more. Um, this is a tragic area, so we can talk about this first. Um, so just to clarify, I don't know if we're going to go in complete sync order with all the fights. Yeah. Say, but this all takes place within the same span of time. Yeah. So Hawks is in battle with now twice. He, The thing is with Hawks is that it's conflicting, is that you never, you never really knew what side Hawks was on until the end. Because Hawks was, I think, genuinely friends with twice. Like, he liked twice. He thought he was a good person. Yes. And he didn't really want to harm Twice, but Twice's quirk is dangerous. Yeah. Like, extremely dangerous. He can make, cop like, hundreds of thousands of copies. Like, something the heroes would not be able to deal with if he made copies of Shigaraki or Gigantomachia or someone all for one. Like, who knows what, you know, Yeah, how it could have turned out. So, they're in battle because he's telling Twice to just turn himself in. Mm. you know and let's just call it a day on that and we'll get you the help that you need you know yeah and twice is like no nah, fuck you man we were friends and you betrayed me again now my real friends are in danger and it's my fault i gotta fight so they go into battle yeah and unfortunately <laughs> or fortunately it depends on whose perspective you're looking at it hawks kills twice yes um there we go <laughs> Yes, yeah, so Hawks inevitably kills twice. Um, one of Twice's clones is the last survivor and tells Toga. And yeah. I think she's with Mr. Compress. Yes. And, um, she, you know, he gives her his last words. She hugs him. And, you know, because obviously they have a close bond because, you know, Twice likes Toga. And, yeah. uh, yeah, it's very traumatic to her character. You know, she takes it well in the sense that she's not like going on a rampage. It's not like a rage moment, but it's more of like a introspective moment. It does stick with her, though. It sticks with her. No, it does. It impacts her, but it, it, she handles it in a way you wouldn't expect, I guess. Like yeah. Say. Um, and it's very interesting because we kind of talked about this in the My Villain Academia area. It's like it's this is basically a hero's arc or like a hero's story. It's just you're in the perspective of the villains. So the villains. It's yes. like the friend sacrificing himself to save his other friend. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> come on. I know it's, it's pretty nuts. And then it also puts in perspective what the heroes are willing to do. Like, is it morally correct for them to kill? Is it not? Yeah. You know, overall, like it, it shows like more of the darkness of hero society in that regard. Yeah. Now continuing with this, um, you get Dobby. Mm. So Dobby comes into the fold once twice is dead um and he mocks you know hawks for killing him yeah and you know hawks he knows a lot about hawks in terms of like dobby i'm saying knows a lot about hawks in terms of like hawks upbringing the the facilities that he's from his backstory that we don't really know at this moment yeah and Do and uh, um hawks is confused like how, how does he know this you know like who are you yeah and you get this little black speech bubble and dobby says who he is 
but you don't know who he is. Yeah. And and you see Hawks look shocked. Right. Now Hawks just had a fight with Twice and he's in very close parameters, like buildings, rooms that are small, not really versatile for his wingspan and yeah. for his quirk. And Dobby has fire. Yeah. So Hawks is at quite the disadvantage and ends up getting burned really bad. Yeah. And loses his wings. Um yeah, he gets flamed pretty hard. Pretty hard. His wings are pretty much scorched. They're just the nubs. Yeah. At the bone, you know? And honestly, he I honestly thought he was going to be, like, dead. Yeah, I thought he was dead, too. But then, fast forward. Yeah, and um, his uh, student, I guess. Protégé. His protégé, Tokiyama. Yes. Comes in and saves Tokiyami. him. What? Tokiyami. Tokiyami? Yeah. What did I say? Tokiyama. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. No, oh, okay. fuck. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so uh, Tokiyami comes in. The, the bird man himself. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and he uh, uses Dark Shadow to pretty much fight off Dobby and uh, protect Hawks and get him out with safety. Yes, yes. And it was a big moment for uh, Tokiyami. Tokiyami. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh... I won't get there. Uh, you have the dock in front of you, so I can't actually see what is on there. <laughs> so we we talked about um, we talked about uh, the whole hawk situation. Yes. So we're gonna go into the evolution of the Nomus and high ah, ends. Okay, because we have not been really discussing Nomu stuff. Yes, and so I feel like this is relevant for this section. Yes. Okay. So. You might be asking yourselves, how do the heroes know locations? How do they know little insights besides about besides what Hawks has given them, right? And you have right now this shot up on the TV of Eraserhead, uh, what's Mike? Yeah, present Mike. Present Mike and Kirogiri. So there is a sub-genre, uh, a sub-manga, excuse me, of My Hero called My Hero Vigilantes. It goes a little more into this. We're not going to get too deep yeah. into that. But essentially, Kirogiri was a human being, like most Nomu are at first, who has been experimented on and given multiple quirks or multiple assets and has been converted into a Nomu. Now, we find that some Nomu, especially within the high-end range, who have cognizance of some level, still retain some of their memory or or bodily function of the person they used to be before they got turned into a Nomu. Now, for Kirogiri, we find that he ends up being a friend of present Mike and Eraserhead back in the day when they when they were at UA who died uh, previously. Yes. Yeah. Now in Vigilantes you find out how he died. We're not going to get into that today. If you want us to talk about Vigilantes, maybe we can do that another time. <laughs> yeah. Um if you guys like that. But uh, just to put it short, he passed away, um, you know, was killed. And uh, now he was captured and created into Kidogiri. So Eraserhead and President Mike have been going to Tartarus, which I think is where he's held, right? Yes. And trying to reason with him and see if the old friend that they loved is still in there. And sometimes they can break through where Kidogiri will give them some info. But he's pretty much now an asset for the heroes to some extent. Yeah. Um, so, and then tying into what's happening now is 
while the raid's happening, the heroes break into the hospital where Doctor is at and conducting his experiments with the Nomu and Shigaraki. So uh, the fight begins of the Doctor releases the high-end Nomus, which compared to what we've seen so far already, these guys are like, the top notch like they are now able to mostly all speak and think for themselves and are stupid strong like stupid ridiculously mm-hmm. strong and miruku our rabbit hero that we kind of briefly touched upon last time who is a badass <laughs> yes our, our our bunny waifu yeah like <laughs> she's kicking ass but like they are also kicking her ass too yeah so Miracle gets to the lab with Dr. Uraraki first when they're raiding the hospital. Um, and she ends up being in this facility where you, you see Shigaraki in his tube um, because Uraraki is pretty much making him some form of Nomu hybrid, right? Right. The perfect vessel, essentially. And um, he releases the high ends, like Michael just stated. Now, Miracle is like the number four hero now, I think, right? Yeah. And um, after Best Genius became three, and this is like her time to shine. So she has like the quirk where she can like bounce around. She's like, she's a bunny pretty much. She has yeah. very, like, she's very aerodynamical. She can like, has a lot of strength, push on stuff. Yeah. You know, like very, you know, just very jumpy, essentially. Yeah. And she goes to work with these high ends, like just bodying them, but they're so uber, so they're bothering her back. And, and you just really get to see her be a complete and total badass. She became a fan-beloved character during this time. A lot of people like Mirko. Yeah. And um, she makes a lot of noble sacrifices. She she loses her arm. And uh, during, you know. Lose her arm and her leg. She loses her leg, too? Yep. Damn. So, really? Yeah. Damn. I forgot about that. So, she loses her leg, too, which is, like, you know, majority of what her quirk is. And uh, she she makes a lot of sacrifices in that moment to try to, you know, to try to fight and you know at the end she uh she tries to break shigaraki out i'm assuming right well yeah destroy his little because yes you see on like the computer monitor like shigaraki is like 75 percent complete or whatever mm-hmm. so she wrecks the station she can sense danger for coming from his tube yeah and she also gives enough time for endeavor to make it into the facility too yes who so now all there are multiple pro heroes now joining her after she thought she was going to die yeah but fate has another plan. So before we get there, okay, I actually want to talk a little bit more about the mansion because I figure what's happening, what we're going to talk about with Shigaraki is too hype. Okay. So I kind of <laughs> want to jump around a little bit. All right. So when we go back to the mansion, we're going to see that the pro heroes and students that are there are trying to fight the uh, you know the Liberation Army mm-hmm. or the meta, meta, uh, Paranormal Liberation Front, whatever. And... Um, there is a section where uh, you see that some of the students have some time to shine. Like, Kaminari has this big lightning fight. Mm. You know? Yeah. All that stuff. And what you find is that, like, um, uh, Redestro is fighting with Tokoyami and, yeah. and everything. And there's, like, this big, this all these brawls happening, right? But then you have Gigantomachia, who is just sitting there. Yeah. he only listens to his masters. We'll take that, you know, as it may be. Mm-hmm. So right now he's in stasis, but he's present with the heroes at the mansion. All right, so now let's fast forward and go back. Yeah.
Yeah. So uh, now I gotta remember what taps are which. Uh, <laughs> are you? Yes. Okay. All right. So Mirko goes and during the fight with the Nomus, everyone is there. Goes ahead and smashes the tube where Shigaraki is laying. Yeah. And um, also, present Mike has a doctor in custody. Yes, the doctor is has been uh, retrieved at this time. Yeah. So Shigaraki gets, I think, jolted, doesn't he? Yeah, like because you like the heroes are analyzing him, and it's like they think he's dead because he has no heartbeat or whatever. Yeah. So they're kind of like cleaning up the mess, and then a jolt goes through Shigaraki, and he starts activating. <laughs> so Shigaraki comes through. He awakens and he immediately uses decay. Oh man! <laughs> so, this is probably the biggest decay, and where you really get to see where this is not going to go the way they thought it would. Um, he levels the whole building. Pretty much everyone dies. Um, the heroes do survive because they have Endeavor and a few others who are a flight savvy, yeah. and. Uh, Eraserhead almost dies, but he is saved by the hero Crust, who protects him, but in the process does get decayed. Yeah. Now, in that vein, you see that the decay is spreading and spreading and goes throughout a really big portion of the city. Yeah. Like, you can see it from the distance, like, sort of thing. It's a giant crater. Right. And at the, at the center is Shigaraki on this little, like, I don't know, um plateau pedestal i guess you can say yeah like self-formed pedestal where he was standing and you could just see the devastation and like heroes die civilians die yeah so many people die it's crazy like in just one shot and you see that he's calls gigantomachia Mm. and says come to him yeah and that's the wake-up call for our big boy and our big boy goes big. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah. Um, so what's interesting is now, like, we kind of saw, if you like, if you watch the anime and stuff, you kind of saw a little bit of Shigaraki changing. Like, his hair became more white there. But now it's like you have pure white, and he's kind of got this huge power boost. And you're like, what the fuck? Rick is going on like what's happening with Shigaraki sort of thing so Endeavor is there and he challenges him yeah to a fight and you slowly start to see what's happened to Shigaraki now you'll notice that he's he's lost two of his fingers I believe on yes. one side of his hand yeah and that's due to the fact of his fight with Redestro when he decayed you know the city as well mm. um he lost his fingers in the process of doing that yeah now Shigaraki is now partially Nomu. So he has the brute strength, the dexterity, the regenerative abilities, the luck stat, yeah. the, <laughs> the magic stat. No, no. All of that. With that comes with being a Nomu. But there's one other gigantic factor that we find that gets revealed. Yeah, I would I will save that. <laughs> Wait for just a minute on that one. So going back to the mansion, yeah, yeah, <laughs> get a little tease. Something's not right. Uh, so yeah, Gigantomachia is a big boy, and let's hope if this is yeah, look at like this monster. Yes. So Gigantomachia begins to go on a rampage and starts destroying everybody. So now they have this hulking creature 
that is coming through. I believe they understand that Shigaraki has been released or something is happening, and they know this guy cannot, you know, yeah. cannot be allowed to go. Yeah. So they they're trying to devise a plan to get him, to, you know, to sleep essentially. So we have midnight. Yep. Our 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 uh, you know BDSM babe, <laughs> and uh, she uh, she's trying to fight and lead the students and all that stuff, but she gets injured by Gigantomaki. Yeah, and like Mount Lady is like going toe to toe with him. Yeah, being dog piled by yeah. this man, just dragged. <laughs> yeah, because you have to understand, like they literally say Gigantomaki is like a force of utter destruction, like bullets will not work on this thing like weapons are useless is just like an indomitable wrecking ball he's like the ultimate nomu yeah he's pretty much a nomu yes because they said they used gigantomachia as a as a as a testament to nomus in the first place is he i don't remember if he was actually a nomu if he was just like a. he's not a nomu in the sense that he's been created as such but they modeled Nomu's after him. Okay, okay. So gotcha. he's like the OG Nomu, like the first. Yeah. And it takes... So because like he is, he is bulldozing through heroes, like nobody's business sort of thing. And it kind of leaves the only people left to available stop him is Class A <laughs> and Class B. Yeah, so Midnight pretty much declares uh, Momo uh the leader right now and the plan divisor um and she is alluded to being killed she gets flown in the air launched by gigantomachia yeah. and she's still alive and comes to but you see a bunch of villains surrounding her yeah and it's presumed that she has been uh been killed so that's another major death yeah in this series we haven't talked about midnight a lot but she's been an integral teacher and player yeah in in, in this game so um now momo devises a plan to use a sedative because she can her quirk is that she can create things as long as she knows what the materials and how the functionality works out of her body yeah so she creates a plan to make these sedatives that will knock gigantomachia out essentially yeah so now it's their whole like mission to get that into his mouth essentially. yeah and there's a lot of like student highlights right yes especially with kirishima kirishima gets another moment where he has his uh talk about that a little bit yeah so he has i think probably the strongest of the oh group. yeah 100 percent. he's definitely a yeah there he is unbreakable yeah and like he because what happens is uh, Momo creates the sedative and the like you have to like throw it into his mouth essentially because mm -hmm. he has to ingest it and um Ashido or Mina how you want to go bug girl yeah <laughs> uh she like ramps up and is about to like throw it into Gigantomachia's mouth but then she kind of has a moment where she hesitates because if you remember what we talked about last time is that a while back she actually ran into Gigantomachia before and she was able to like dissuade him before because he wasn't like in his aggro mode but like she hesitates just for a moment there and it causes the vial to like miss yes and i must say that's a good reason why you should listen to the previous parts if you've gone <laughs> to this far like and subscribe leave a comment it really helps us out a lot just a little self-plug in between we'll 
And Ding. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it leaves the moment open for Kirishima to climb. Yeah. And shove it in his mouth, essentially. <laughs> yeah, because it's like a nice moment of like now he finally gets to do what he was wanting to do before. Because she, again, just to reiterate, she inspired him because Gigantomachia actually uh, came into town. Yeah. Was running this little girl. Kirishima was too scared to move, but Mina did move. So now he's returning the favor. Mm-hmm. It all comes full circle. So things look okay for the heroes right now, right? They got Gigantomachia's thing in. Uh, Shigaraki is out, but and a bunch of people died. But well, except well, except you see, thing that's funny about Gigantomachia is that Gigantomachia is not alone. <laughs> Gigantomachia has the League of Villains on his back, back. <laughs> and they start messing people up too. And like Dobby's just like okay, yeah. <laughs> he starts creating like a whole like perimeter fire everywhere. And what you find out also is that the sedative doesn't work. Yep. So Gigantomachia ends up defeating everyone with the League of Villains and is heading their way towards the city, towards Shigaraki. Yeah. Now, moving back to the Shigaraki <laughs> section, you'll find that Shigaraki it has this ability called search yeah strange how that happened strange now if you've seen the series you know that search is one of the cat pussycat dolls um <laughs> they're a quirk so there and we know that one of them was stolen by, by all for one yeah so now you start to wonder how is this possible yeah because you're like well all for one isn't tartarus and hasn't moved since then. Correct. And Shigaraki did not have this ability ability before. And Nomus can't copy quirks necessarily speaking. Yeah. And so let's go to two people who who are just kind of on the sideline at the moment. It's present Mike and the doctor. Yes. And they're walking to the police cars. And the doctor is kind of like cheerfully rambling. And he's talking about this whole scheme of things and this whole plan and this still kind of confuses me <laughs> a little bit sure but i think essentially what the gist is is that all for one during his fight with all might was operating with a copy of his quirk yeah so it was a synthetic version yeah of all for one and then with this process that the doctor put shigaraki through Shigaraki now has all for one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that, that was right. Is that yeah, so basically <laughs> what the doctor did is that he took all for one from all for one and gave him a copy synthetic version of it and gave the true version of all for one to Shigaraki. Yeah. So now Shigaraki has the K all for one and base Nomu level abilities. And he is like, I see you, Deku. I see you. <laughs> so now what's clear is that Shigaraki is changing and that the quirk is changing him. Because as Shigaraki's goal was to destroy everything and to be the, the villain king of Japan. However, when he's come out, he is now getting this like urge for one for all. Yeah. Just this urge to have it. 
yeah that he doesn't quite understand and he's hearing like this voice in his head that's that's reaching out yeah. to claim one for all and deku realizes this too because he like is helping everyone with the escape thing and he like freezes up and it's like he shigaraki's awake it. yeah he's like shigaraki's awake oh god oh god the vestiges warn him essentially yeah so deku realizes shigaraki is going to come after me and witnessing the entire hillside just decay into nothingness he's like i need to get away from everybody else and and, and engage right so he launches off and Bakugou follows him. Yes. And now we have No Holds Bars Showdown <laughs> Deku versus Shigaraki. Yes. So Shigaraki, um, ba- I'm sorry, Bakugo and Deku are trying to flee to some extent because Gran Torino is like, yo, you cannot be captured. Like, even though people are dying, like, if they win, if they get one for all from you, it's over. Yeah. For like everyone, you know? Um, but eventually stubborn Deku decides that that's, he can't have this be the case. And he begins to fight with Shigaraki. Now at this point in time, Deku has control over 45% of his power at, by this point. So after overhaul, after gentle, after all the training, everything else, he's gone from eight to 20 to now 45% use. Now, 100% was the exception with Aerie. Yeah. But he now has control, base control over 45%. And and Bakugo is having a, um, a little bit of a hard time um, keeping up with him. Yeah. I'm starting to realize there's becoming a gap, you know, in power. So they go and they're starting to reach Shigaraki and they just can feel this, like, dread. Yeah. Because he's so broken compared to them at this moment in time. Like, even Deku can't really hold a candle to Shigaraki's power right. at this moment in time. So we have this stellar cast. We have Endeavor. Yeah. We have Bakugo. We have Deku. And we have fucking Eraserhead. Yeah. Who makes an appearance and begins to use his quirk to nullify all for one from Shigaraki. Right. Now, with this in mind, they have to fight Shigaraki, who is still a menace. Yeah. He's literally as strong as they've mentioned that he's as strong as All Might base. Yeah. <laughs> without all for one. Um so now they're in this, you know, con- this match with him, this brawl yeah. where they're trying to stop him while they have an opportunity. And it is like it's kind of like a pulling teeth sort of thing because every time you hurt Shigaraki, he's regenerating because of the Nomu stuff. And the thing about Shigaraki also is that because he knows that he has this ability, he's just no holds back. Like, you'll see his face being melted yeah. off. You'll see his limbs being taken, whatever, yeah. anything. Like, he has no regard because he's healing at such a fast rate yeah. that he doesn't really need to worry about it. Yeah. And it is, like, a brutal-ass fight. Like, everyone is getting bodied. Yeah, everyone is, everyone is getting bodied. Everyone. Like, Endeavor is, like, like you, you, you see Endeavor and um, the Dragon Lady. I forgot her name. I forget her name too. But Ryok, yeah. sure, yeah. Uh, you see them like one frame. They're fighting Shigaraki, and then you cut away to like Deku, and then you cut back, and Shigaraki's standing on both of them, and you're yeah. like, "What? What <laughs> already? Yeah, he's just a powerhouse. Like no one can touch him, pretty much. And you can't get too close to him because even though all for one is. Nullified. Is well is nullified no it's not 
Yeah, it is. Is it? Yes, all quirks based. I thought it was also active. No, because decay was also a problem that they were afraid of. That they could, dec- he could decay you easily, and you can't, t- you can't oh. fight against that. Oh, okay. You, yeah, I'm, I was thinking something else. Oh, that's later. That's later. Um, bug, bug. <laughs> there's so, there's so much stuff that happens in this. I mean, I, mean, it sounds like we are like summarizing scene by scene, but we are actually leaving so much stuff. We're out. leaving so much <laughs> stuff out. It's just like we, we'd be here for five, six hours if yeah. we wanted to get into full details about every minute thing. Um, I can say like just to give some opinions a part of this and some analysis that I really think like this is like the strongest section of my hero, and it, it just so much happens and there's reveals, there's crazy amazing art um you know so many different dynamics at play um deku really gets to shine everyone gets their moments it's 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 amazing all the teamwork you really see like this is like and you feel this the dread like you don't know what will happen if they don't win yeah you know and it's like they have to win and like the heroes win right you know the heroes win right that's yeah. how it works and it's it's one of those things where like every week you're like yo what's gonna happen next because it just gets crazier and crazier. that's my only gripe with this because i before we uh, sat down today i literally from where the anime ended to where we are now i like reread the whole manga <laughs> and going through this part it was still like hype as hell but i could feel like because when this was coming out, it was weekly, right? Every yes. week it would be a new chapter. And you could feel like the placed cliffhangers within of like, oh, the fight's going. And it's like, but then a racer head shows up. It's like, oh, damn. And then the next chapter happens. It's like, but then Grant Torino shows up. Oh, damn. And it's like, the next chapter happens. It's like, and then Rock Lock shows up. <laughs> it's like, you know, like, it's kind of like, all right, we get like, you don't have to make every single chapter a cliffhanger. Like, like, we, a cliffhanger, we, like I, I get it. All right. You, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I guess on a week-to-week basis. I mean, I understand, but I could, now that I'm reading it through, I was like, okay, that's a little bit, a little bit, it was kind of like soap opera of like, <gasps> gasp, <laughs> you yeah, know? I know what you mean. Um, Though you brought up Deku, and I feel like this would be a good time to bring it up now. Um, During this fight, uh, Deku is getting so okay. <laughs> actually, before we even before we get there, before we even get there, okay. Um, let's talk about how Eraserhead had his big moment because that leads yeah. into that in the okay. first place. All right. So as you know, Sh- uh, Eraserhead has been blocking off for one and all of Shigaraki's quirks, and he's been using his base all might power with his no abilities to fight back. Mm. Um, now. As everyone, I'm assuming, knows, Eraserhead's quirk works with his eyeballs. He has to be looking at the individual, and he can't blink. Otherwise, it gets turned off, and that's all Shigaraki needs. Yeah. So it's just a, se- a millisecond of time to, to get, you know, one for all or to fight for that. Yeah, so, like, right now, Eraserhead is with the hero Manual, who's, like, this water hero, who's, like, literally watering his eyeballs. So Keeping he them hydrated blink. so they can open. Yeah. Now, in this moment, Shigaraki has quirk erasing bullets with him. Yeah. And he throws one, and it hits Eraserhead. Yeah, in his leg. In his leg. Now, Eraserhead knows if he loses his quirk, it's over. Yeah. So he does the most badass dad <laughs> thing to do ever, and he cuts off his leg. Yeah, he just literally takes out, like, a hunter knife, and it's like, all right. <laughs> and literally destroys his leg. So his quirk was able to 
maintain because the quirk erasing bullet didn't have enough time to spread throughout his body before you know he did the act itself yeah it's kind of like if you have a virus and you gotta get your arm off you know gangrene or whatever you know right and um even Shigaraki acknowledges how how epic Eraserhead is for that. You're so cool, Eraserhead. Yeah, I don't know. He's always had a hard on for Eraserhead yeah. for some reason. But um, it it was a super badass moment. But it's also led to the moment where Eraserhead just couldn't take it anymore and passed out. Yeah. So now Shigaraki has all for one and his decay quirks yeah. at his disposal, and immediately decides to use decay <laughs> on the ground. Yeah. Now that leads into what you were saying. So go ahead, Michael. Yeah, so uh I'm trying to remember exactly how it happens, but like you know, like decay happens and uh Deku uses like his black whip to grab some people and he's suddenly in the air and he's staying in the air. And it's like, oh, and like I will like, oh, oh god. <laughs> I'm trying to remember events and when they happen. <laughs> uh before this we need to address because i realize this now so we were talking about sugar rocky is changing yes right and like he has all for one's abilities and stuff but he's got like a kind of a little shift in attitude and the reason for that is that all for one is not only a new quirk for Shigaraki, but all for one is now actively imposing on Shigaraki, like his personality. So you start to get inklings in this section where quirks have not sentience, but almost like character traits of the individual who wields it ingrained into it. Yeah. So when Shigaraki retreat, uh, you know, received the quirk all for one, the person all for one also kind of came with it to some extent, which I think was always the plan. Yeah. And like we've mentioned, Deku's all one for all has a similar function where the previous users can communicate with him in some sort of fashion, um, you know, through his progression of the quirk and it's becoming more sentient as it goes on. So, Deku, we we mentioned last time that Deku would be receiving the quirks of the previous users. We didn't know how they would manifest, but he has gotten some notes from All Might, who's been doing research on them, mm. and they've been practicing to kind of get familiar with the functionality of them, yeah, even before he receives them. Yes, so he begins to use float. Yeah. Which is Nana Shimura's quirk, a.k.a. Shigaraki's grandma. Yeah. And that is the seventh user. So he has now received one for all, the strength version stockpile. He has black whip, and he now has float. Yeah, so I wanted to protest this because during the fight, Shigaraki gets Gran Torino. Yes. And that, like, causes Deku to go absolutely berserk. Yeah, he does go pretty berserk. Yeah. And... When he gets his float ability, he black whips everybody and lifts them up in the air with him to avoid the, the decay. decay. And Gran Torino recognizes it and he's like, oh, Nana Shamira's quirk, you know. And, but that's not enough. No. <laughs> no, because like we said, All for One is kind of encroaching on Shigaraki. 
And at this point, our timer says that our big boy is on his way. <laughs> yes. Because, like we mentioned, during all of this and all this strife with yeah. Shigaraki and all this struggle, we still have big boy Gigantomachia to worry about. Yeah, he's 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 coming into the ring now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and otherwise, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Oh. Because... All for one is taking over Sugar Rocky. You understand now why that is that inkling to take one for all. Yes, it's it's all for one's desire for it and to be connected to his brother so. that is now moving Sugar Rocky. And you can see that Sugar Rocky's body and mind are in conflict. Yeah, with this new uh, uh, personality that is um, you know looming like a parasite on yeah. Shigaraki essentially and Shigaraki has different goals than all for one and is trying to fight his wishes but all for one does have a strong influence over him and you can see him sort of cracking and and breaking at the seams a yeah it's, bit. it was I don't know if it was like a literal thing but like at one point like his face cracks in half and you see all for, all one, for one smiling with- and I'm like what kind of Junjito shit yeah. is this? <laughs> like, yeah. So it's it's definitely like the art is crazy, and this is like where the story just becomes more of a darker, grittier thing. Yeah. You see like a shift in art. You see that's a lot like sh- like the shading is different. Like, yeah. A lot a lot of things change around this time frame. So, all for one uses his like tentacle. Well, actually, before we even what? get there, we should say that Shigaraki begins to lose himself. And eventually, all for one takes over. Yes, yes. So now, Shigaraki's kind of his mind, his personality is kind of in the back burner, and the all for one personality is in the front line, and who who also knows how to use his the quirks. Yeah, in better fashion, you can say. Yeah. Now you can continue. Yeah. So, him wanting one for all uses his like tentacle things. Yeah, and fires at deku and then we get this big moment we have this very big moment where you could say he wasn't even thinking it was like his body moved on his own bakugo pushes deku out of the way of the tendrils and is stabbed repeatedly with them now this is huge because up until now, like at first, you know, Bakugo was a piece of shit, yeah. <laughs> right? And him and Deku were at odds. And eventually, like when he learns about One for All, like and Deku's whole predicament, it's like he kind of begrudgingly becomes more of a rival, yes, to push him more. But there was still like that, like Sundere, <laughs> like sort mm-hmm. of attitude of like stupid, stupid Deku, <laughs> stupid Deku. Uh, so doing this, like, because if you remember way back episode one, where we talked about, uh, Deku saved Bakugo from the slime monster because he felt compelled. He had to move, you yes. know, without thinking. And now we are in the flip situation of Bakugo moved without really thinking. He just had to. And it's in this time that Deku goes fucking ballistic yeah now you have to understand that deku within this whole fight has been using more of all one for all than he's supposed to be he realizes that this could be the end game 
and that this is this could be the final fight for a long time like i thought maybe this might even be the end yeah you know we weren't really sure um so with that in mind he's he's pumping out like 100 percent blasts here yeah 100 blast there and he's using kind of black whip as reinforcement on his body yeah so that it doesn't break yeah and it doesn't like you know go so you know all the black and blue bloody yeah he he, he is doing like a heavier version of what he did to overhaul Pretty where much. he is like slamming shit rock he's like wyoming smash texas smash like and you just see cities and the landscape just blowing to bits and like the heroes on the ground are just shocked at like the raw power yeah. that deku has and how he's keeping up with you know with shigaraki and going to the motions but but not enough it's not enough and our boy shows up. Our big boy shows up. <laughs> Gigantomachia. Yeah. And a lot of things happen in this. Like, I'm trying to remember what. Oh, events. one thing we should prefix as Ooh. well is that Mirio comes back. Oh, yeah. That is a big gripe I have with, with this. So basically, like, this is one thing that I didn't really like that much. And, like, Mirio pretty much gets sidelined after this. So, like, we know Mirio lost his quirk during the overhaul arc. And, we, you know, you would expect that there would be, like, this overhaul of character development and character growth and character relationships where he gets a, a good, you know, becomes, like, really close with Aerie. And yeah. Aerie learns her abilities more. Yeah. In, 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 like, this, like, you know, big moment, he uh, he gets his quirk back. No. No. One page. It's uh she returns an apple, he asks her to do the same thing to him, she does it off screen, and then he's back, fights a no move for like two minutes and never shows up again. Goes and back to Tintin. <laughs> and that's pretty much the gist on that, so continue. Yeah, uh oh you just reminded me that I Yeah. I mean it was really cool, but it was like I don't know. I just I didn't want that to be the case. Honestly, at this time, my fan theory was that she was gonna rewind All Might. Oh. To prime All Might. Oh. And he would fight Shigaraki, and Shigaraki would kill him in front of Deku. Oh. And that would be, like, this big monumental moment where he couldn't stop the prophecy. Yeah. He died horrifically. I thought that would be so fucking epic. Oh, man. But, alas. Alas. <laughs> alas. We can't... <laughs> these decisions we have to live with. Um, well, okay, so Miro did come back and helped yes. out. Um, but... I think it's because... Mr. Compress. And also, I think this is also the point where it's revealed that. Oh, God. Is it now? I'm try, I don't want to spoil if it's now or not. Well, let's continue with the fight with Deku and Shikaraki. So, with Gigantomachia in play, um, there's this big section where Deku does get caught. And it, now there's a tug of war match. Yeah. So basically, we enter the Vestige world where oh, yeah. where Shigaraki is trying to take um, one for all. Yeah, that's in here, and you can see that he's being he's pulling, and you can see that like Shigaraki's a child form in this Vestige world where he's Tomura, and he's being like grabbed by a million and three hands. Yeah, and he's like you know look like he wants to be saved, and all for one is pulling at one for all, but all the vestiges. Uh, of one for all come and do this tug of war match yeah and they're strong enough where the quirk has, cannot get stolen shigaraki is not complete and i guess the hatred isn't there quite mm. where they can i guess like you need a lot of hatred and a lot of strength to pull it from them because they have the vestiges where, where they also you know like keep that intact because yeah. the thing about one for all is that you have to you it's like it has to be a willful transfer it can't just be like 
stolen by normal means, usually yeah. speaking. And um, so there's a big war match, pretty much. And after this, Deku's pretty much out of commission. Yeah. He can't really do much. And Shigaraki's also really beaten down. And his regenerative abilities are starting to dwindle as he's had to use it so much that it's slowing down. Right. Um, so now you can go into... Yeah. So now the villains decide that they're trying to escape is the best option at yeah. this time. So... Yes, I was right. Okay. So what happens is we have a surprise guest. Yes. That Best Genius is not dead. He is not. And he like sky drops out of the sky and is like, hello, I'm back. And then because the League of Villains are on the back and they're like, what? But we yeah. you saw your body. <laughs> like, what the well, fuck? Actually, before this even occurs, um, during the, the, the matches with Deku and all that stuff, Dobby... Oh, comes into play. Oh, right. We need the mm. yes. Yeah, so we need to talk about that before that even occurs. You're right. It's, 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 there's so much stuff that happens. Yeah, there's so much stuff, guys. We apologize if we're a little out of order, but like all this happens within the same span of time, primarily so speaking. I think it's this one. Yes. All right. So, so basically, at this moment in time, Dobby is talking to Todoroki, who is there with Endeavor. And he gives the big reveal that he is indeed, in fact, Toya Todoroki. So he is the eldest and older brother of the Todoroki family. And well, he, for, uh, first off, Dobby's playing the big brain game. Yes. Is that he, like, because he's dyed his hair black this whole time. And he, like, pours water out. And you start seeing the white hair that usually indicates the Todoroki family, you know. Mm-hmm. While he's revealing himself to Endeavor and and Shoto. There's a video. He has the um, liberation guy with the with the computers. Yeah, He's like the social media guy. Yeah, he has him playing a video on all news networks of Toyo basically revealing the entire Endeavor shenanigans, and on top of that, also showing video of Hawks killing twice. And reveals that Hawks' father was a serial killer villain. Yeah. As well. So, like, you're seeing basically, all, like, people are reacting to this of, like, first off, people were like, Endeavor did what sort of thing? Yeah, because he goes on the whole line about how abusive. Wow, look at that. <laughs> you saw that? <laughs> no, I didn't see what happened. Oh, oh, God. I'm lagging. Oh, God. So hard right I, uh, now. Uh-uh. Uh-oh. <laughs> is this the work of an enemy quirk? <laughs> yeah, right? I'm just in the Spider-Verse 60 FPS right now. Um, We'll be right back. And we're back. So Dobby pretty much reveals that how abusive and how obsessed he was with pleasing Endeavor and becoming his successor. Endeavor had pretty much painted the picture to him that he is the vessel to succeed All Might. Yeah. He is his greatest creation because Dobby's quirk was hotter. The problem is that Dobby's body doesn't have the temperament for the heat. Right. So therefore he his body kind of like gets injured, he gets burned. Well that is abilities. even worse. It's like he he developed his mother's like tolerance for cold mm-hmm. instead. So it became like double damage onto him. Yes. So Endeavor pretty much gives up on him and says that you you'll hurt yourself and you cannot do what I want to do. And yeah. he kind of focuses on other children. Then he has Todoroki. Who is like the, the prime vessel, but uh, Dobby or Toya still wants to prove himself. 
It's actually really sad watching those chapters because you're seeing this kid who is so desperate to get like to please his dad sort of thing. And like he you see he's almost going like a little bit crazy in there even as a child. Well, that's the thing. You see inklings the fact that it's not all Endeavor's fault. Like there's a screw loose in this kid's head from day one. Like Endeavor is not like really brutal. With the reveals that, like, you know yeah. what I mean? It's, he just stops training him as much because he's like, dude, you're going to hurt. You can't, you can't do this. You're going to hurt yourself. Well, he tells him, too. It's like, focus on something else, you know? Yeah. like, And he just, like, refuses. And, like, his mom tries talking to him. And, like, and she's like, you know, you can be something else. You can be, it's like, you don't know me, sort of. And you're yeah. like, and, like, he, like, <laughs> not the beat punny but he burned some bridges <laughs> yeah he pretty much can't accept his reality yeah he refuses to and he blames endeavor and hero society and the world for it and you find that he was on he was like in this uh mountain area where he was trying to uh, you know improve his quirk well because he i think he unlocks the blue fame ability right yeah and he's like i want to show endeavor you know i want to show my dad and he's endeavor has realized because like he lifts up the shirt and you see like burn marks on mm-hmm. him and he's like i told you to stop sort of thing and he's like no 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 just just come to come with me to the mountain like, i gotta show you i got this and like he goes to the mountain by himself and waits for endeavor but endeavor doesn't show up because endeavor's like i'm not feeling this like yeah and so part of it it's like the emotional like outburst within toya but like he engulfs in flames, and by the end, like the entire mountainside's on fire. They only found his jawbone. Yeah. So that's like what that pretty much alludes to at the moment. You know, we don't really see much else of what occurs. And at this point in time, I think it's pretty fair to say that hero society has fallen. Yeah, because now you have story. You have people like. Uh, there's a one example where uh you see uh some kids talking about like well you know like this like this endeavor could still be a good guy you know like we still trust heroes and it immediately shows twice getting stabbed and you see them like no but uh, <laughs> the whole hawks reveal and you just see the little plushy endeavor fall to the ground and, yeah and yeah pretty much people don't believe in heroes anymore and now they realize that everything they believed was a lie yeah essentially now the villains do get away yes um but at a heavy cost yeah i mean so i was gonna say before we jumped into uh dobby was that uh mr compress one of the uh, villains he's got the ability where he basically has these marbles and he can kind of like place objects within them mm-hmm. or people so he uses that to kind of safely get um, Shigaraki and Spinner away. Yes. Sort of thing. So they do manage to escape on Gigantomachia. Uh, no. No, the Nomus. The Nomus. Gigantomachia actually gets captured because the set of genus actually came afterwards yes yeah let's get to that sorry we're all over the place a little bit (laughs) is anyone confused yet (laughs) (laughs) you should probably read the manga and you're like oh yeah okay i understand but if you don't know so what michael was saying is that 
after the video with Dobby and revealing that Hawks killed Best Genius and killed twice. Yeah. Best Genius actually shows up. Yeah. And restrains Gigantomachia, who is now actually getting affected by the sedative. Right. And is able to capture him. So it turns out that Dobby's plan didn't go quite as planned. Yeah. Because um, Best Genius was not dead. It turns out it was a decoy. Very good looking decoy. Yeah. And they were able to secure that. So Hawks did not kill Best Genius. Best Genius is still around. Yeah. So, but, but it does not stop the ramifications of what has happened. No. So now we're getting into territory of the aftermath. Now, quickly, during this time Well, first frame, off, uh, they find, uh, students find Midnight. <laughs> oh, yes. They find Midnight. Midnight is confirmed to be dead. Yeah, and a lot of people are dead. Like, yes. a lot, a lot of a people. A lot of people are dead. Um, and this starts shaking up stuff because, like, literally, a city is destroyed. Can we say, like, a, a literally yes. an entire city is uh, it's, flattened? It's a whole battlefield. Yeah, and people are now coming forward and being like, "What the hell? Like, what? Why didn't you do it? Like, why? Wh- how could you? You didn't protect us. Yeah, actually. Yeah, and like." all this scummy shit that you were hiding behind the scenes sort of thing. And like you said, like you're starting, you have people kind of lose faith in here society. Uh, and I think please. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so people are now against heroes and they're in fear and there's no order in, in society at this moment in time. Yeah. Like there's absolutely not really much going on in terms of order because what happens is is that Tartarus gets broken into sh- really quickly after this. Yeah. And all for one escapes with Shigaraki and the baddest of the bad yeah. that were in Tartarus. We're talking muscular. We're talking overhaul kind of kind of uh we're talking about some other ones that we will get to yes it's just people that you just don't you know you just wouldn't expect um hero society has fallen everyone it's gone um heroes are retiring and quitting left and right because of scrutiny and fear well i think it was the best because there's while this whole battle has happened there's like the cleanup and like ochako and froppy are helping out and Ochako turns to one of the heroes and you see this guy. He's like, I can't, I can't do this. Like this yeah. is too much sort of thing. And it's that sort of mentality of like heroes are leaving and which is, which is not helping the general public because they're all like, you're fucking quitting now sort of thing. And it's, it's a mess. <laughs> it's bad. Grant Torino got really bodied. He's like in the hospital and Deku is out cold. Yeah. Um, in the hospital, and we get this little moment of Deku talking to the vestiges in his mind. Yeah, and All Might is there holding his hand, and he can't really see what's happening, but he can kind of feel and hear what's happening. Yeah. So, that's also one thing I think we'll address now is that we also see a paradigm shift within Deku, where in the briefest moments while fighting Shigaraki. He sees for a glimpse the boy of Tenko Shimura. Right? AKA Shigaraki. Yeah. And he's in the with the vestiges of the mind. And he has the conclusion of like, I want to save Shigaraki. Because he says, like, you know, despite all of his, you know, the stuff that he's done, it looked like he wanted to be saved in yeah. the vestige world, the little boy. Yeah. 
And you know, like Nana Shamira goes up to him. And it's like, do you have the resolve to kill him if need be? Because majority of people are saying that he needs to die. Because like even in Hero Society, despite what Hawks did and everything, Shigaraki like twice is too dangerous to be left alive. Yeah. So majority of people are saying that he must die. Even Gran Torino, once Deku comes out of it, states that you know sometimes death is a mercy. Yeah. And but. Deku sticks to his guns and it's like no I want to save him well the thing about Deku also is that he understands that he might have to the thing about Deku is that he's he's like he does the talk no jutsu stuff where he's like oh I'm gonna talk to the villains see why they're like this and see if we can come to some resolution right but if not I will do what needs to be done right which is what I like it's not like this or I'll never kill or I'll never do that he's like I don't know what I'll have to do in the moment but I'm prepared to do what I need to do yeah yeah, in order to do so and we get to this time skip area where a month has passed and the world is in total you know anarchy yeah villains are everywhere here uh civilians are well even before that oh even before that so after so deku does finally wake up from this and uh you realize that he has left ua and all of his other friends and he has left them with the message that i have one for all so he finally has revealed that secret well because people are starting to wonder because one for all was mentioned during the fight which was being broadcast on the comms yeah so people know but they don't know what it is yeah. but they know about one for all yeah so deku decides that he's not he can't they're going to be coming after him and he can't stay at ua because his friends and family are there it's a shelter now for people yeah because the cities cities are being evacuated because it's total like i said total anarchy and deku decides to tell his classmates why he's leaving and the fact that all might be stored his power onto him yes bakugo is also okay by the way he's not dead yeah he's just angry <laughs> he's just very angry and thus a month time skip occurred. oh actually even yeah, sorry there's one more there's a little, little wrap up is that because endeavor is in the hospital and todoroki is in the hospital too because you know obviously and natsu comes to see them fumia comes to see them and ray the mother who was in the psych ward yeah who is no longer and you have the Todoroki family part two where they talk about what they need to do about Toyo slash Dobby. Yeah. And essentially it's kind of like critiquing, uh, endeavor of like you have suffered, but you've not suffered as much as we have sort of thing. Yes. But it's like, we have to also acknowledge that part of it is also our fault that Toyo became like this. Yeah. It's not just endeavor. It's everyone except for, except for, Except for Shoto, he was pretty much a baby. Yeah, Shoto. There's not much he could have done. But well, Shoto's like resolve. It's like if we're taking down Toyo, we're gonna do it together, sort of. Yes. Thing. And that's really cool because I was like, oh, we finally starting to get a little bit of a Repar- uh, redemption. Redemption, yeah. For coming through and like Endeavor sobbing his eyes. I was like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but no, but we need to get to the cool stuff. So yeah, so a month time skip has gone by, and we get to reveal that Deku has been on his oh, own. That- Oh wow, that's that's a little bit too far too. Uh oh, uh oh. Hold on, three, two, one. All right. All right, so a month time skip has gone by. Deku's left, and you get this big reveal that Deku's been on his own for a month, fighting villains. Yeah, and saving people, 
and going through. And this is his new look. He has a tattered suit from the war. He has his old gloves on. You see that he has these wraps on his hands that end up coming from America. Yeah. Through All Might's connections. And they're actually resistant bands to help him with his body. And he's wearing Grand Torino's cape. Yes, he looks fucking epic. And you see here that he says, big villain. <laughs> big There's villain. been attacks. Um, you go into uh, where there's, like, people, like you said, like, you see these kids, uh, Ow, I think his name is right? Yeah. The one who does the earthquake shit. You see that he's out and patrolling, and he runs into these civilians who are kept up in his building. And they're like, yo, you need to go to the shelter. But they're like, screw you. We're protecting ourselves. Yeah. And then you see that a villain from Tartarus shows up, and it's muscular. Yeah, big piece of shit and muscular. <laughs> yeah, so muscular's going to town, just rampaging, rampaging yeah. out. And uh, fighting everybody, and Ao and this other girl try to fight him. Yeah. And they get wrecked. And Deku shows up mm. in his, all his glory. Yep. And he tries to reason with uh, Muscular. So you see, like, this is the first inklings of what he's trying to do now. Yeah, like, he's like, is there no other way? Like, yeah, like, does it have to be like this? Yeah. It's it, over, Anakin. I yeah. have the high ground. Yeah. <laughs> and Muscular's like, yeah, I fucking love doing villainous Yeah. yeah like, fuck you. I don't want to talk. I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to talk no jutsu to me. But yeah. Fuck it. We're going to brawl. And Dooku's like, all right. Bodies that man. <laughs> oh, man. It's like all of his muscle fibers snap. And it's like Deku just rams through him. And Muscular's down. <laughs> down for the count. And you just see actually like this big power leap. Yeah. Deku. Deku uses... Um, smoke screen yeah which is a new quirk that he's unlocked one of the yeah. users um you're, he use he has danger sense which is also another quirk that he unlocked during the war yeah. i think so he's really basically he's gotten two or three quirks additionally so right now deku has black whip which we know about yeah the float quirk which allows him to levitate he now has danger sense which is pretty much spidey sense now you know what it is yeah and uh he now has smoke screen which is well, exactly he also has sense. another one but it won't be revealed until the next fight so yes so we're not going to talk about yeah. that at the moment in time yeah. so also deku has constant communication with the vestiges at this time so they're like little avatar things that can show yeah. up in his mind or like you know, yeah to portray and they can coach him through yeah. what he's doing and how to use the quirks properly and he also has constant communication with all might yes so right now he's all might is in his little batmobile <laughs> following him around trying to keep him healthy pretty much not you know going through the motions yeah but you can see that there's a shift in deku where he's just all about the mission he's yeah. not taking care of himself he's literally going from one fight to the next hopping around yes. back and forth um and uh, He's also working with Endeavor and Hawks at this time. Yeah, so meanwhile, like, he's cleaning up the streets, essentially. Yeah. And Endeavor and Hawks are kind of similar and also search, uh, searching for All for One. But they're trying to keep the public eye on them. So, like, you know, the hate mobs are going after Endeavor and, like, yelling at him. And they're, they're asking about One for All, but they're not saying what the dealio is yeah. to protect Deku. Right. Um, so Deku's on, Deku's on patrol yes. at night and he's, he's talking to All Might, you know, suddenly, kabam, sniper shot. And you're like, <gasps> what the hell? <laughs> and his phone has been skewered by this bone bullet thing, this thing. And it has a sky speaker on the end of it. <laughs> and... Welcome to the coolest lady in the baddest <laughs> chick in all of my hero, Lady Nagant. Woo, <laughs> baby! 
So basically, like her name describes, she has a quirk that her elbow turns into a fucking sniper rifle, <laughs> and her bullets are made through her hair. Yeah, she's badass as fuck. So what you find out is that she was um, a part of this organization that was within Hero Society that trained like covert op heroes, pretty much. You can say. Well, yeah, she was essentially like the Black Ops of the Hero Commission, which is what Hawks is too, because yeah. Hawks didn't go to a um, a hero school. Yeah, becoming a pro hero he was in this program so she's pretty much his senpai is what is noted and basically what you find out is is that she was a pretty much you know uh assassin yeah slash hero for the hero agency yeah and they did her dummy you know just did her so so wrong well yeah because the whole thing was that um she would like take out heroes and people who would cause um unease within hero norms and stuff so i think that the last one it's one of the hero commissioners like telling her to like wipe out some citizen or whatever and she's like is anything that i'm doing actually like helping yeah society and the guy's like you know you gotta do these sacrifices and big risks to keep normal stuff and she's like Okay, and she like snipes that bitch point blank, and just yeah, just kills people and the president. I think of like the hero commission or whatever. Yeah, so she gets thrown into Tartarus for being a traitor, sort of thing. Yep. And then when Tartarus Tartarus breaks out, well, and when Alpha One breaks out of Tartarus, there we go. She also comes. Yeah, and Alpha One's like, "Hey, you look okay. Get in." <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, with Alpha One is that he's sending assassins after deku not to kill him but to capture him yeah and she's one of them at this present time and she also has a new ability called staircase or something right e- ladder basically she can levitate in an upward or downward motion yeah it cannot be side diagonal whatever the case back forward it's just up and down but it gives her some advantages while using her already you know broken abilities yeah and also uh if you notice near uh, jake's head over there there is another person there um it's our good friend overhaul (laughs) yeah so overhaul is in this like also escaped but he's in this like crazy state where he keeps saying bossy bossy because like overhaul has no arms so he's effectively useless but all he's really cares about at the moment in time is helping his his mentor and his boss, who he's left in a coma yeah. after losing his quirk abilities because of his hands. Yeah. Now there's rumors or inklings of uh, he can use it in his feet, and that's why he's so obsessed with seeing the boss. But overhaul has <laughs> been kind of absent after this section. Yeah, I thought you were stupid. Pretty sure storyline's been dropped, but <laughs> we'll I, I just think, I just we'll think that's see. really fucking stupid. We'll see. But essentially, Deku also tries to talk no jutsu to her ever so slightly yeah. and tries to get to the motions because she was a hero at the end of the day and yeah. she wanted to help people. So he's trying to break through and we see this. There's this new ability that he has called Raijin. Yes. Basically, what it is is that it stores kinetic energy within his body as he moves and he can release it at one single point yeah within his body you can use it in his legs store it so basically it's like think of his like arms his limbs as like tanks they are, they're all separate tanks yeah his arms carry so much kinetic energy his legs carry so much kinetic energy and if he uses his arms kinetic energy he still has the energy in his legs and he's using this ability to basically make a pseudo 100 percent smash yes. or dash or whatever yeah uh but uh so you were saying that he's kind of talking no just to 
her. Yes. And she's like, nah. <laughs> well, You're naive. She's not really having it at first. She's trying to talk Noju to him back in the other way. Um, but he does break through to her. He does his a Raijin smash through a building and yeah. then he dashes all the way through it and gets her. And pretty much, you know, yeah, knock her out or anything. But it breaks her gun. It breaks her gun. She's out of she's out of the fight essentially. But uh oh, it so, seemed like Killer Queen has touched Nagan. Yeah. So <laughs> essentially, um, Deku convinces her to give him information on All for One, yeah. and she, she details this mansion where he's supposed to be located. Yeah. And then she blows up. Yeah. So basically, All for One has put a fail safe. In her quirk, her secondary quirk, that if she were to give information of any sort, she blows up. So she, she spoke uh, Yoshikage Kira's name, Baisa's activated, you know. It, it. Yep, and bodied this, uh, and just pretty much exploded, it bodied her, yeah. to say the least. And Deku's, like, you know, has been going through a lot of trauma. He's seen a lot of heroes die, his friends get hurt, yeah. and this is just another scenario where he's seeing somebody get completely injured. Now, Hawks, with his regrown wings, comes and saves her. And she's still alive, technically By speaking, a miracle. By yeah. a miracle, but she's fucked up, yeah. essentially. And that's the last we see of her at the moment. Yeah. Now, we go to the mansion um, where we have, like, pro heroes there yeah. alongside Deku. And they think that this is going to be it. But when they go in, it's an abandoned building with this TV. And All for One is speaking to Deku, saying that he no longer cares about All Might, that that basically it's a callback to your next yeah oh, all for so one good. only cares about midoriya at this point yeah in time. and then the building goes up <laughs> yes and we were like another cliffhanger where we thought yo is everyone dead <laughs> yeah I knew, we knew deku wouldn't be dead but who who's dead right. turns out no one's dead we got we got bamboozled and that was the little thing about after the war arc is that they had so much death that they tease a lot more death coming through yeah. these arcs but it doesn't happen a lot we thought Nagant would die. She didn't. Yeah. We thought some heroes would die in an explosion. They didn't. Yeah. So Deku got them out. Endeavor got them out. They were fine. So now, as you said, these things are kind of starting to stack up on Deku. And he is like, he's going a little too hard in the paint. So he's not taking care of himself. He's not eating. He's not sleeping. He's not washing himself. Nothing. And All Might is trying to tell him, like, yo, you need to chill, right? Yeah. And he's just not having it, and he decides to say that he, can, he can't he can be around All Might because he's afraid All Might will get hurt. Yeah. So he abandons All Might, and you see during this conversation that there's a mystery player that was listening in. Yeah. And we see that it was Stain. Stain. So Stain once again enters the battlefield, and to some extent, yeah, and is watching over Deku and All Might. Yeah. Meanwhile, Deku has been fighting on his own, taking out another, uh, you know, assailant. Yeah. With ease, and he has uh, an another look. Yeah. So now the thing about Deku is his new look looks amazing. <laughs> he looks so epic. Uh, very dark, you know, gritty, yeah. very like almost like a villain, and that's kind of like how they're starting to portray him. Like the 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 world is like the Japan civilians and citizens are are seeing him as almost like a ghost, but they're afraid of him because he looks creepy, and they they, they know that he's saving people. Yeah, they're wondering if he's working for all for one. Yeah, so people are like, no, 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 he's he's saving people. I've seen he's he's fighting villains. He's he's destroyed villains or whatever, and um, it's just the whole the whole the whole like you know ideology of the fact that he is not portraying himself to be a hero he's too obsessed yeah with you know taking down all for one in shigaraki yeah um but you know he, he like 
because uh, I think what was it Baku kind of points this out later because like eventually the because cl- the class is like where the fuck is Deku you know yes and, and they're looking for him yeah and they eventually like get to um, was it Hawks finally tells him right well no so what happens is is that Deku um, fights this villain named the dictator oh right who can control like people's minds and he actually starts sending civilians after deku yeah now deku will not hurt civilians he's also reaching his breaking point in terms of exhaustion he's been like over a month he's been just non-stop fighting people roaming cities trying to protect you know whatever always Mm. on the call and he's just kind of defeated like he can't hurt them he's laying there he's being tumbled over and then i don't know where bakugo shows up and says guys i found him so there's a flashback sequence where they show that they were talking to endeavor trying to get him oh, right. to say where he is in general and they went to the principal's office oh right and right asked for permission to go and get him yeah and then they also endeavor gave him gave them the location of where he was at yeah and uh the principal said you can bring him back because they now just fortified uh ua yeah and it's a complete defense force uh it has like a, a like so much armor so much artillery yeah, it's got some bullshit crazy sh- like yeah like stuff. tunnels that lead to different schools <laughs> yeah. and pathways and with the buildings can sink and transfer into el- like what the fuck yeah, when did you build this it's basically like designed to fight shigaraki's decay yeah which is like interesting because like we were the trader is still out there yeah and it's starting like for a while that that subplot was kind of forgotten about but now it's coming back into play like is the principal the trader how does yeah. he know so much about decay like right how does it work like what's going on uh and then tie back while i was starting before is that they they've learned that all might is basically helping Deku, Deku well. and Baku is like you stupid idiot it's like don't you realize that's the worst pairing you can do because they're, they're just gonna keep going oh my's not gonna stop him when he needs to stop so like get you get to now where class 1a has found Deku and it's like listen we want to help you you know we can be here with you and help your fight and Deku's like no I gotta do this myself. <laughs> He's just not having it at all. No. And it becomes uh, Class 1A versus Deku. Now, this is, this was cool, but I was sad because it ended the Deku Batman arc, which is, <laughs> you know, unfortunate because I really enjoyed that arc. Um, but uh, yeah, they fight him, and you really see the power of Deku because Deku number one is not even trying. Because he doesn't want to hurt them. Yeah. Two, he's tired and he hasn't really rested at all. And, it, you know, he's just not at full capacity, right? right? But it still takes the full might of all of 1A to just even catch him. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? To catch up to his speed. So Deku at this moment in time is just full throttle OP. Yeah. <laughs> he's super busted. He's super busted. But they do end up getting him. Um, and we have this really nice moment with Bakugo where Bakugo, for the first time ever, calls Deku by his name and says, Izuku, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was wondering if I had an image. Oh, well, there's that. This is the, yeah, there's a Class A versus cla- um, uh, Class A versus Deku, pretty much. My favorite line is before the fight started, Baku was like, what's happened to you, man? You're literally drawn different than the rest of us. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the hell? And you like, look at it. It's like... On the left, you have My Hero Academia. On the right, you have Berserk. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. It's like the detail, the like, the yeah, prepidness of it. It's just like it's he looks like a monster. Yeah, and yeah, I 
I'll put that image in post, but like Bago finally apologizes for everything, which is like, <laughs> like yeah, right? And I mean, it's, I mean, if you like have any idea for like literary tropes and storylines, you're like, yeah, I could see that eventually happening, but still, like, after everything that's happened, it finally felt like, oh, like now it's finally here. It's like th- they're friends, you know, it's full, it's full circle. They're friends. They're there for each other. Well, know. it's like Baco actually cares, cares about, about him. Yeah. And wow. wow. It, it was powerful. It was a, a really good moment. It ends up convincing Deku to finally step down. To yeah. finally step down and come back to UA. Yeah. But. But. But just because his friends want him back doesn't mean everyone else wants him back. <laughs> so like. He gets brought back, and all the citizens who are in the uh, UA safety barrier are like, "Hell no! Get this! Get this! Get him out of here!" The League of Villains are after him. Like, no, 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 no. And it's like, but he's he's like, he just let him rest for like a day, like you know, just let him like give him a little time to clean up and stuff. And Ochako has like this big speech. Yeah, Ochako finally has a good moment, which is nice because main heroine would be good to have a <laughs> yeah i mean she had that moment with toga we didn't really go over it within the war yeah i mean because it was kind of kind of fell flat for me it wasn't as it was more well it, it's kind of important it's more important for toga than ochako but for ochako it's kind of important now that makes sense so just so we're gonna flash back into the war arc during the evacuation and during the the villain retreat toga f- ends up finding ochako because she wants to talk to ochako and deku yeah. about hero society and what it means to be a hero right because of what happened with twice and she likes those two characters right right so she talks to ochako she's trying to you know talk to ochako like is this how it is like i'm this way because of this this and that you know and ochako's like not having it at all she's like yo it doesn't matter about your upbringing or what happens your choices now or what define you and yeah what you're doing right now it, i have to stop you and it's pretty much not really listening to toga and you see toga kind of smile cry and be like yeah i thought so yeah and then she dips out and that's the last you see of her for now but Ochako, like looking in hindsight realized and she didn't handle it the way she should have handled yeah. it and now she's kind of like taking that and carrying it with her for the future and then you see now that she's talking to the group of people trying to convince them to let deku stay yeah and she's carrying that with her yeah and that's a it was honestly a really good speech of yes sorts. it was it shows another moment of deku and uh, ochako you know being a thing yeah in the future, i mean the conversation afterwards because like she does convince the people to let them through and it's a really nice moment um and especially because like you have koto the boy from yes. the camp arc and uh one of the heteromorphs people civilians that deku saved earlier um rush out to deku as he like breaks down crying and it's like oh it's sweet you know sweet. his fans essentially yeah but like uh ochako and deku have a moment later where they're talking and it's kind of like they're having similar thoughts where like ochako is like i realize toga's done really bad things and she's like murdered people and that's not okay but part of me also realizes like i kind of want to save her too yeah so it's kind of that nice like paradigm shift. It's like now Ochako and Deku are kind of in the same brainwave of like wanting to save them instead of just completely stop them. So Deku is, um, you know, at UA. They're resting. They're going to train, and they're going to get ready. Yep. Um. So now 
we get a moment where All Might is near UA, about to reconvene with everyone, yeah. and he gets a, uh, you know, a tap on the shoulder, so to speak, <laughs> from Stain. Did I put a picture of that? No, I didn't. God damn it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'll go get him. Hang on. <laughs> you know what Stain looks like. Big, creepy smile. Has no nose for some reason. He cut it off, I think. Is that actually what happened? Yeah, I think in Vigilantes, he cut it off. <laughs> well, all right. You do you, Stain. But, uh, so, essentially, you see what happened because he was also in Tartarus at that time. And, like, he manages to get information from the one of this, like, this downed guard, essentially. Mm-hmm. And he decides that he's going to deliver to the only man he trusts. All Might, though. But he basically gives All Might a pep talk. Like, All Might's feeling pretty down on himself. Um, you know, Hero Society's fallen. You know, everything he built is gone. All Might Camper helped Deku because he's a weakling in his mind. And Stain is like, yo, this isn't All Might that I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Only the true All well, Might he doesn't, kill me. Because he's been in the prison for a while, so he doesn't even know about All Might's secret and stuff. So it's like, you're not All Might. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. So it's like this big thing that's like, does he recognize All Might? Does he not? Is he just trying to be metaphorical with him in general? And they have like this long talk because Stain is not, even though Stain is a villain, he's not a villain. Like he's not looking for anarchy. He's not looking for destruction. He just wants heroes to be true heroes. And that's pretty much all that's left. Like anyone who is a fake hero or doing it for alternative reasons is no longer around anymore. Well, they have all quit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty much the only true heroes remain. So he gives All Might a pep talk all might realizes that you know he needs to be better and stain gives him a knife with a note on there with information well not only that it's like he's got like an sd card because oh, the note is actually like they described it as like it's a love letter to all Might from stain <laughs> essentially um i think what's also really important too is that you see uh you see i'm gonna see if i can find it this one nope this one you see the statue because yeah. nearby and you see this woman run up and like because um stain has basically pulled all my behind like rebel and it's like watch watch what happens and you see this lady climb up the all my statue and take down the i'm not here sign mm-hmm. and you realize and she's like cleaning it because i think it was vandalized yeah and you realize it's the last person he saved it's the lady who was during there and trapped in rebel during the fight with all for one. And it's like, if she still believes there's hope like that, you can't let that Ember die. So. Yeah. Like you have to continue forward and, and, and bring it back in a new way together. Yeah. So like, you know, like it goes back to the themes, like you can't, you can't do it alone. Like all might tried to do. Yeah. And now they're trying to make a new hero society that's built on more than just one person's piece, you know, right in general. Yeah. And that brings us to America. <laughs> so during this time, there's this big talks within the nations to send, uh, you know, help to Japan because Japan is in ruin, right? Yeah. So there's been blockages and different things that have gone in the way, but Star and Stripe decides to say fuck it and just goes anyway. Yeah. So she is the number one hero for the, the United States. Yes. And 
she's literally flying on the back of a fleet of like stealth bombers yeah and she's like and like the commissioner for the united states is like yeah our hero kind of just left <laughs> like we didn't even get the chance to like brief her or anything. yeah and all for one is scared oh, i'm glitching again <laughs> uh oh i'm lagging hard uh, uh, uh. <laughs> we'll be right back do, do, do. we're back yep all right, so all for one is scared of this chick because of her quirk. He said that's the, this is the only this is the only chick that is foiling his plans, and if he can get her quirk, he doesn't even need one for all. Yeah. So clearly she's broken. Yeah. So what he does is is that he actually sends Shigaraki after. Her, yeah. And they fight. Yeah, and it's this midair battle over the outskirts of Japan, and it's like you find out her quirk. And her quirk is stupid. <laughs> it's called New Order. It's so fucking busted. <laughs> it's crazy. So basically, the rule is, ironically, is that she basically just says, like, for example, this air, like, there's no, there's like, the air in front of me. Like a hundred feet from me, no longer exists or whatever. She can break reality. Yeah, essentially, it's so. so anything that she creates as an order becomes reality. She could say, "My arm is now the size of the rocks," and it becomes Dwayne Durock Johnson's arm, yeah. for example. Yeah. Um, she could say, "There is no more oxygen in the atmosphere. Yeah. In, this, in this region. Yeah. Now there's no more oxygen. Like uh, the air can like can." take the shape of me but it's like 20 times my size you know and yes. it's like what the fuck <laughs> so it takes her life energy to do such so like she has hello oh oh my god <laughs> what just happened <laughs> uh, <laughs> what just happened uh, hello so <laughs> mid-sentence we're having a bunch of technical issues at the end of this video so we're gonna wrap it up with the introduction of star and stripe the american yeah. hero she's about to fight off with shigaraki if you want to find out what happens next time look out for our next part four our final part of the my hero story so far series we appreciate yep. everything of that nature um make sure that you give us a like a sub and a comment yes it does help us out a lot Follow us on our Twitter, our Instagram, and our actual TikTok that's being used. Yeah, um, links are in the description. To show some support. Um, we do appreciate you guys listening to every audio, listening to watching every video, you know, you know, just being, being supportive. Being supportive <laughs> and, and being there, you know. Um, you know, so, some of you we've met. Actually, yeah. Which is kind of crazy to, to, to have that be a thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, we're very grateful and we just hope this keeps going, you know, in the train, you know, there's only, uh, there's only one way and it's up. Yeah. You know, um, we appreciate that. So once again, thank you guys. I'm Jake. I'm Michael. Peace. Peace.